Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 44 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi guys. Hi guys, I'm here. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm here with my cousin slash like sister. Uh, we kind of act like sisters. Um, her name's Bibi, aka Beatrice Bouchard, and I'm so happy to be doing this podcast with her. I've wanted to do this for so long, and I finally tied her down. Do you want to say hi and introduce very, yourself? Yes, I'm a very busy woman, and I'm hard to pin down. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> You're like the least busy human I know. Like, yeah. Well, no. It's called. It's 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 a modern. It's a modern day marketing job. Is what it is from the comfort of my bed. Your bed. That's what it is. <laughs> so, BB, if you guys don't know her, she is also an Instagrammer. Yes, I'm Mimi's cousin. Um. And Jeannie and Charlotte are my sisters. And yeah, the five of us are just like five obnoxious, annoying sisters. We actually, I don't even think of you guys as my cousins, to be honest. You guys are just- It's sisterhood. It, because normally with cousins, there's still like a layer of like, of not being too mean or not being too sassy or not being too mm-hmm. much of a bitch. But we've, we've really, we passed that a long time ago. Like there's just no, we get into actual- fights like the same kind of fights I would with like Jeannie or Charlotte it's crazy it's it's a headache and a half BB you're the one who's like the most annoying to fight with because you're just like you are so annoying to fight with because it's like you just want to like go through every single detail you're so like how am I the most annoying to fight with because everyone else just ignores me you just like if we get into a text fight you just like we'll just text so many messages and I'm just like (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm very detail oriented. Um, what can I say? Yeah, you are very detail oriented, guys. I'm so excited for you to meet her. She's like the funniest fucking human. Like BB is literally okay. Just imagine this right now. Walk into her bedroom, which is like so clean. It looks like it's like a hotel bedroom. Okay, everything is so precise. Everything has a spot. You <laughs> open her massive closet. Everything is literally organized. Like it looks like you just open that. You're like, yeah, OCD. It just yeah. it screams OCD. It's like yeah. everything that's color coded. Like when she's done with the hanger, she puts it in a specific spot before she returns the item to the hanger. It's like really intense. Oh my God, Mimi, you're literally telling the world every single one of my weird like secrets. This is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hanger thing was a little much. But... <laughs> the hanger thing is a little much, hun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I have OCD, obviously. Um, you know, it's, it's, it does consume a little portion of my life, but, um, but it's cute and it's part of you and I love it. And I'm a psychopath. It's just like, they go hand in hand. It's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like an extremist. It's like, if I love something, I'm obsessed and I'll go on about it for days and days and days. And if I hate something, I'll also go on about it for days and days. (laughs) And I love getting like down to the bottom of every single detail. And like, if I'm telling a story, I need to tell every single possible you know and I guess it's a lot but yeah 
But it's good. You're like a detective. Like literally, I, yeah. I I feel bad for Brad, your boyfriend. <laughs> like, if there's anything like kind of sus- sus- suspicious, you oh. would literally like just ruin him. Like even if I have a problem with like a friend or a guy or something, like I just give it to you and you're yeah. just like, let oh me God. handle this. You let me delegate. Yeah, no, no, no. If I honestly, Brad knows I'm a detective though, which so it kind of, like he's at the point where he would never even do anything wrong. Like I have zero worries about him cheating on me, for example, because he would never, he's way too scared of me to cheat on me. Like he knows if he cheated on me, I would find out every single detail, like in a matter of minutes and his life would be over. Like he knows I would, I would, I would end his life. So yeah, literally so funny in a healthy way. You just don't, you just don't fuck with me. Yeah, you don't. And it's good. I like having being on your team because yeah, I'm, a, like, I'm an amazing safe. exactly. That's what it is. I'm an amazing safe on your team. <laughs> I'm an amazing <laughs> I'm an amazing friend and I'm a very loyal friend and family member, but I'm also a horrible enemy. So Exactly. Oh my god, like today (laughs) today we are texting and BB sent me two photos. She was like, which one do you like better? And I'm always like the kind of person like I would why would I not tell you which one's better? Why would I lie? You know what I mean? So I'm always telling her which one I actually genuinely think is prettier. And you said to me, You're like, good. Like I feel like some people like don't even like tell me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. Like you're I mean, you're one of your biggest you know, personality, um, one of your strongest characteristics is that you're very honest, which can sometimes be bad, but also, you know, be really, really good. And in situations like this, I feel like you couldn't even say that, like, you wouldn't even say the ugly one if you knew there was an uglier one, because you're just, you're just honest. You're, you're, that's, that's just how your brain works. Whereas I think a lot of people are not even necessarily malicious, but I think, they, they just don't care enough to like actually tell you. They'll just be like, oh, number two. You know what I mean? Like yes, which which or, photo out of these five, number two. Or I'm convinced, and I think this is just like something that girls do, and I've seen it many times in my life, is like it's it's just like a female subconscious kind of like we're always kind of in competition with one another. Like that's just a fact. Like it's 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 true. And I think a lot of the time, without realizing, you'll kind of not sabotage someone, but you'll, you know, like I've, I've, I've tested, I've said, okay, now this, this is my psychopath side, but I have like sent pictures where one was obviously, you know, like a lot better than the other. And I've sent it to people just to like test out my theory. And you would be surprised. Like people don't, people don't always have your best interests at heart, which is why I don't trust anybody when it comes to choosing Instagram pictures, except my boyfriend and Mimi. Yes. Well, okay. To be fair, I guess some girls have like a different idea of what looks good and what doesn't. Like I've sent Celeste photos, my sister before. Um, and I'm like, which one do you like better? And she like just picks the worst one. And I'm just like, what? No, like hey, <laughs> literally Celeste. No, but Celeste will like focus on like the smallest little random weird thing. She'll be like, oh, your pinky finger is a bit weird there. So the other one. And I'm yeah. like, okay, but, but what about my entire face, which looks so much better in this one? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, That's no, what she does. The pinky finger. But she means well. But she, she means well. well. But it's exactly. So it's, yeah, I guess it varies case by case. 
Exactly. Okay. So you were just talking about how you like, you really love some things and you really hate some things. What are some things you're currently really loving? Like any beauty products, any like, you know, home stuff, like clothing Um, brand. I mean, for clothes, um, easy. Like my fave, I'm actually, okay. I'm obsessed with Opali right now, which is a UK brand, I believe. What is it? Opali. I'm oh, okay. I think that's yeah. Australian. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought it was anyways. Um, I'm really obsessed. They have like the cutest, just like dresses that are like not super expensive, super flattering. Like for, I'm looking for years. I'm ordering like 10 different dresses. So I have options. Um, so I'm obsessed with I that. I thought you already I had love, your new year's dress. I, maybe. I know I do, but this is in case. Oh, I also need my my birthday is coming up soon. So I need my dress for that. Um, You can never have too many options. The way I look at it is my closet is a store. So I'm constantly, you know, my inventory is constantly growing and I always have new things. And half my closet still has tags on it. Yes. But the day I need something new, I don't have to run to the store like most people do. I open my closet and I'm like, oh, I haven't worn this. Oh, I haven't worn that. So same with dresses. Like there's nothing better than having an assortment of dresses ready for like all kinds of occasions, you know? That is so true. Like good thing I can my, borrow stuff from you. <laughs> like my birthday this year is my 25th birthday on February 25th. So it's my champagne birthday, which means it's a bigger deal than any of my other birthdays before. So, so true. <laughs> um, and so I want to have like a really out there dress. Um, and then, and yeah, I just need to have some for like, you know, all kinds of occasions. Um, so for clothes, I mean, like I love reformation, obviously. Um, isn't it reformation? I say we, I here we say reformation. Oh, anyway, whatever reformation. Remember we went there when we were in New York. Yeah. But it wasn't as, it wasn't as good back then. It's amazing now. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously like, you know, the, the typical like Zara, Ritzia, Topshop, like Revolve is always good for finding, uh, for like you know dresses and things like that I love Realisation Par which is like the super cute brand that um Mm -hmm. with like all the patterns like the little cherries or the flowers like I'm sure you've seen those I love that and um for beauty products I mean I've been really bad in the past two weeks I have not (laughs) wait stop moving the mic so much it's like it's okay just keep it in the same place okay um, for beauty. But yeah, so for beauty stuff, like you always use the same stuff, don't you? I'm, I, I pretty much use the same stuff. Like I'm very simple. I'm not like a huge, you know, makeup person. I, I, you know, I use my serums and my moisturizers and my oils and I, but see again, like I don't do it every day and I don't do it every night. I'm really bad with that. Um, I lack consistency for sure, which is probably also why my skin is not as fabulous as it can be but your skin is great no 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 it's not like rejuvenated it's very like it's especially with winter now it's like dry like I feel it coming it's like but see this is my problem like I go out I go wherever I am and like when I get home if I'm feeling really lazy like I go to bed like I don't (laughs) wash my face yeah we're like opposites in that sense like I won't even if I'm hammered on drug like not that I do drugs but like even if I was (laughs) drugged I don't do drugs. You guys know that. Um, it, even if I was drugged, like I would come home and like take my makeup off. <laughs> I swear to God. When Mimi's drunk, when Mimi's on 
when Mimi's drugged, you know, all the typical situations. No, after a night out, I'm just, if I'm like really drunk, I there's forget about it. Like I'm not, and it's bad sometimes like after my birthday or Halloween, <laughs> I've left my makeup on for like two or three days before, which is horrendous, but. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. But you still have great skin. Okay. My theory with you, BB, is that like, you just have really good gut bacteria because, okay, I don't know if you know this, but gut bacteria affects everything. It affects your weight, your metabolism, your skin health, your nail health, health, your like everything. No it's way. like the, I didn't know that. yeah, your, your gut health and the bacteria living in your gut, the balance of bacteria and the hormones in your body definitely have a massive part, but gut, everything starts in your gut. Your gut is your second brain. Even your happiness levels, like your serotonin, is mostly produced in your gut. So it's like the gut is the, the biggest part that you should concentrate on for health. And uh, my theory with you, because I don't know if you guys know this, but BB, if you guys follow her on Instagram, you see she eats so much unhealthy food that is delicious. Like yeah. all your stories every single night, you're out for dinner, you're having like ravioli with this and that cheese and the chocolate fudge cake and <laughs> cookies, this, that. Like you are very into your like good food. Like you're such a foodie yeah. and you'll never say no to pizza. Like I don't even think you've ever been on a diet. Like you've, you've never, it's always like me, Celeste, like sometimes Char, not really, but like, you know, you've yeah. never really been into that. And I think it's cause you've always been so blessed with such great gut bacteria and like your <laughs> skin too. Like you never really suffered with like acne or like any skin issues. Um, and I'm just convinced it's, what's going on in your gut so it's like a little fuck you you know I mean I mean it could be it it makes sense because I also have like really strong hair and very strong nails and very good um enamel like I've never gotten a cavity mm -hmm. before um but yeah I mean look like obviously you know I've been lucky in some departments um but just for the record, so that everybody knows, I do um, work out every day. And that's really just been my like goal for the past year is to, you know, not just be thin, but to actually have muscle tone and to, mm -hmm. and to be fit and to be healthy, obviously, to have good cardio. And I, that's like, now I'm like addicted and I can't see myself really not working out for more than like two days. Because um, you feel really good afterwards. I feel amazing. Like spinning is actually my medicine. Um, and I remember when I started spinning, I did my like, or I did like one or two classes and I was falling off the bike and I literally looked at my friends and I was like, this is not, you guys are all crazy. I don't see how anyone can enjoy this. Like it's way too intense. Like the sprinting, like I do this class called beat spin at my gym, um, Vic Park in Montreal and, and it's an amazing class, but it's like, you're, you know, you're also dancing. Obviously there's a beat you have to follow. And so it's not just like resistance and, I had so much trouble following the beat and sprinting and like doing everything like, you know, like the choreograph like properly. And I was like, this is not fun. Like anyone who does this is crazy. And now I am so obsessed with it. I've never been more addicted to any kind of like workout in my life. So you found your thing. So that being said, I do spin and then I can kind of, you know, eat my chocolate fudge cake and not feel so horrible about it anymore. <laughs> you also don't overeat, which is really good. Like, I don't like you'll eat really good food. That's like, really luxurious. And like, you'll have like truffle mac and cheese or something. But like, you won't like, 
order five and eat that that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like you're you're good at like just having a normal portion, which I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just uh, to be honest, Mimi, you cut out. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm sorry. I basically I said gonna- that. You- <laughs> I was gonna try to like you, <laughs> and I'm like, I have no clue what she just said. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Basically, I was like, you're also really good with your portions. You don't eat like a crazy amount. Yeah. Well, I think I just, once I start eating and you know what the other thing is, and this might be a, I don't know if this is like a secret trick or tip, but like subconsciously, I apparently eat very slow and obviously this is not, you know, I don't do this intentionally, but you know, if you eat, if you eat slowly, you're not, your, your stomach is catching up to your, to your or is it the other way around? Your brain is catching up to your stomach. Like you're, you're aware that you're full much faster and then you won't need to eat as much. I eat super slow. And it's, you know why? Because I also talk a lot. So you talk a lot and you enjoy your food. food. Talk a lot while you eat and you'll eat a lot slower. Totally. That's my tip. Okay. That's my tip. <laughs> so we got some questions on Instagram. Um, I have a really good one here. Where do you see your life in 10 years? Do you want to answer? Yeah. Um, that's a tough question. Um, I definitely see myself, um, you know, moving away for some portion of my life. I do love Montreal a lot, so I could see myself raising a family here, but I definitely want to leave, um, for a little chunk in between New York city is like my, you know, the city that holds my heart. It's like my favorite. Um, I've dreamed of living there for so long. And I thought you wanted I, LA now. I thought you, you were going to move to LA. No, you know what? LA is not, it's, I, I like LA. I've been a couple of times, but it, it's really New York is my place. It's, I keep trying to, I keep trying to tell myself, you know, LA would be good. For, people, people see me in LA and I, I could see myself in LA, but it's not, it's not, it's not for me. It's really not New mm-hmm. York. I love New York. I love a huge city. I love LA is too quiet. And everything's too far from each other. I love similarly to London. I love I love a big city. I love a city that is super quick paced and that, you know, I find I get bored of things easily. And so a city like New York would keep me constantly, you know, you know, like enjoying myself, having fun. Like you can go to a different restaurant every single night and you can, you know, you'll never bump into someone twice. Like I love how big the city is and there's just so much opportunity there, whether it's, you know, like having, you know, my own brand or, um, you know, working in, in entertainment, which would be really fun either in front of or behind the camera. That's all, you know, New York is the perfect place for all of that. And so ideally I would see myself in New York. Um, and with babies, do you like, cause you're 25 now, when do you want to have kids and wait, settle wait. down and stuff? That's true. 10 years, I'll be 35. Okay. So in 10 years I'll have, I'll have kids for sure. <laughs> um, oof, this is tough. I mean, look, I want to have four kids, so I guess I need to start at 30 or I need to start a little bit earlier than 30. Honestly, oh my I'll have God. Kids. That means I'll in like have... three years. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know this is actually, this is, I don't like, this question is scary. Um, okay. We don't need to answer it. I'm going to have kids. That's for sure. I don't know if I'll be married, but I'll have kids. So, but people are having kids way later these days. Like, I don't care if I have kids at like 33, 34, 35. Oh, like me neither. I would love if, if I had it my way, 
I would have kids at 50. Like if I could have kids at 50 years old and then start, you know, that chapter of my life, then I would do that in a heartbeat. Obviously, if I want to have four kids, you know, my biological clock clock is, is ticking. ticking. So I don't have that much time, but that's what I would do. Like, I'm definitely interested in the idea of like freezing my eggs. Like I want to be young for as long as I can really before becoming a mother. That's for sure. You know what? I totally agree with you. Like, I think a lot of people that I talk to are like, yeah, I want to have kids so young so I can be active this, that. It's like, if you take care of yourself, you can be active in your mid thirties, late thirties too, you know, obviously. And I also think like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that having kids is like, you cannot be selfish for now, like the next 20 years of your life. Like there's another human in front of you at all times. And I think you got to kind of like right now is the time to like, just really selfish in a good, be selfish in a good way. You know, like put yourself first, like build your career, like do everything you want to do. And if you feel fulfilled after you do everything and travel the places you want to go to and stuff, and you really feel like settling down, then it's time. Like I just have so much more I want to do. Mimi, a hundred percent. I agree with you. And I think that's something that, um, we have in common that we're, you know, I mean, look, you, we both have boyfriends obviously, but we've always been kind of more, um, I don't want to say selfish, but selfish in a good way, like independent and kind of just, you know, have think about ourselves and what we want to do, you know, and not always kind of associate it to a boy. And I think that a lot um, of people tend to kind of, you know, when you become dependent in a relationship, you kind of your goals kind of mesh with your partner's goals and you kind of become one. And I'm just, I'll never let myself, I can never let myself be like that because I think I still, I always say I still have so much living to do. Um, and the thought of, you know, I don't even know if I'm getting married, first of all, but even if I am, the thought of, you know, going around saying I'm marrying my boyfriend right now when I'm 24, to me, that's such an outrageous, it's such an outrageous statement and way to think like, I, how could you, you're changing every single day. How could you know that in two weeks, you know, you, you won't be with like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And it scares me honestly, more than anything to, to, um, be so kind of, you know, committed, um, in the sense that you're, I, I find a lot of people are hold back from what they want to do. In fact, I've even, I'm, I've hold, held back before with so many things that I wanted to do. Um, you know, because I'm like, Oh, well I have a boyfriend or, Oh, well I'm comfortable. Like I can just go home and hang out with my boyfriend. And as much as that is nice. And I do love being in a relationship. I do miss certain aspects of being single. Um, I used to be a lot more independent and I, you know, I, I wouldn't think twice about things. If there was something fun or something interesting, a trip, this, that, I would go in a heartbeat. Now I kind of always, you know, have like a filter and I, and I think about it. And anyways, I just think that everybody is really, you know, we all say like carpe diem, like seize the day, like live in the moment. But yet we all are actually just planning so much and talking about marrying someone in five or 10 years. And it's just like, that just live in the moment and let things I think, happen when I happen. I think a lot of people just love the idea of structure. That's the thing, you know what I mean? And that's great. And what I've realized, BB, is like you and I, we don't really care what people think of us. Like nope. we do in the sense like, oh, we care about what photos we post or whatever. But in the core, like we, we both like genuinely don't give a shit. And it's like, if we don't want to do something, we're not going to do it. Obviously, if it's like a favor for a family member, we are, we have such a strong sense of family. Like 
um, you know, Yumi, like BB or BB, uh, Celeste, Char, like we always like are literally there for each other. And like, we have such a strong family kind of bond. Like if you needed something or if I needed something, I'd be like, you know, let's do this. And I, I trust that you would be there for me and stuff. So it's like, we're not selfish in the way that like, we would just like not help others out. We're selfish in the way that like, if we don't want to, um, you know, if we're being told to do something at work or like at a job or this, that, like we will say no, if we don't want to do it. And it's like, if we're in a relationship that we don't want to be in, like, we'll say no, like goodbye kind of thing. So it's like, I guess like that's just how we are, which is awesome, I think. And I don't think it's a bad thing to be selfish. And I say this all the time, like being selfish is a good thing. Like it's just you're loving the, yourself. Yeah. That's it's self-love. It it's, it's a pool of self-love is putting yourself first. And that's why when you have kids, you don't really do that anymore. So I want to relish in this awesome self-love, selfish period uh-huh. of my life. But I also do think you said before, like you don't like that feeling of oneness. Like Okay, I'm going to kind of disagree with that because I I do like that feeling of like the team that I am with Ben and I and like I can just see us like having babies in the future and I'm just like we're going to be such a team like it's going to be such like a team effort but you're right if he doesn't want to do something and I do like I do struggle with that for sure. Yeah, as long as for me it's just as long as you're when I say one I mean like I see you know I have friends who kind of everything it's really like their goals, their, their, everything kind of meshes with their partners and that's fine to a certain extent. But once you become, when I say one, I mean literally one person and like, you can't make decisions on your own or you can't do things without, you know, um, consulting your, your partner or, you know, anything like that. It's just like at the end, you're losing your, your entire, like you're losing your independence and then you're not really your own person anymore. You're kind of like me, but I'm dating this person. It's like, BB dating Brad. It's not like, it's like BB and Brad. It's not like BB. And so for me, I'm just, that's just my, I don't know. I have this like kind of fear of being way too dependent on someone. And I guess that has always been something that, you know, it's good. And I guess it's, well, you need to no, BB, you need to be able to allow yourself to be dependent in certain areas in your relationship if like you're going to be in love you know what I mean like I think you're just scared of not being in control and that's just like literally psych 101 a control freak being scared of like being in a committed long-term thing it's like yeah listen like everyone wants options all the time and like unless you know if you want to go through big change then you'll go through big change whatever but like at the end of the day like you you should just have security and like knowing that you're always going to be in control of your life. Like even if you're with a partner, you're always in control of whether or not like, you know, you're with them or, or what you do and stuff. And like, yes, it will cause arguments if one person wants to, you know, live in one city and the other person in the relationship wants to live in another city or live in the countryside. So that that's, you just need to kind of have like similar values, yeah. but also like, I think it's so important in relationships to just like be your own person, like be the you that you were single, like in certain ways, like I don't spend every single night with Ben and like only, I'm not, I'm not only with Ben all the time. I'm like doing my own thing. I'm doing my podcast. I have my hobbies that just still make me me. Just like, I think the the biggest thing is just don't give up what makes you yourself Yeah, when you're in a relationship and it's hard. Like I get it. Like I hadn't dated, I hadn't dated anyone before Ben and like, I never really knew how it felt, but like, I totally see the enticing feeling you know of of just being with him 24 7 and and just not really having any other aspect of myself but I'm not I'm resisting that I'm not going to fall into that because it's like 
I see him long term and I know like we'll, our relationship will deteriorate if one of us is just not us anymore. Yeah, agreed. 100%. Um, okay, I, so I had a few questions. What? I was going to say I have some I have a bunch of questions on my end too. Okay, you want to do yours? Sure, whatever. What is it like being a twin? Um being a tw- Okay, I have to admit my you know, twin situation is a little different than others. I um, as a kid thought that, you know, being a twin was horrible and that I was just kind of like irreplaceable and there were just two of us and I wasn't my own person again with my, my own person issue, but, um, actually, oh my God, maybe that's where it stems from. Totally stems from that. Okay. This is therapeutic. I just, I just figured out my, my whole issue here. So basically, I mean, Jeannie, you know, is my twin and she's been traveling since she's 10. So I have, I want to say seen her like twice a year since the age of 10. Um, and for you guys that don't know, cause a lot of my listeners, BB, oh, okay. so they don't know who Jeannie is. So Jeannie- um, cause they follow me from Maiden Chelsea. So okay, okay, okay. you want to, yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So Jeannie, uh, I have a twin sister. Um, her name is Jeannie, Jeannie Bouchard, and she is a professional tennis player. Um, and we are six minutes apart. I'm six minutes older. And we are not identical. We're fraternal. So we don't look alike at all. We don't sound alike. We don't have the same person. Honestly, we're complete opposites. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, what is it like being a twin? We have, you know, had a very um, special set of circumstances. I mean, she started traveling the world to play tennis um, when she was 10. So since then, I've seen her like a few times a year. So it's definitely been, um, you know, not your average. you know, twin bond or twin relationship. We, as I said, we're super, super, super opposite from one another. Um, and you know, she's very, she's very, um, kind of, you know, she's very obviously disciplined and, and hardworking. Um, and she's very, uh, calculated. Everything's, um, very planned. She's, you know, a bit unemotional. She's a bit, um, kind of lacks that, you know, super sensitive side. Um, and I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like super, um, very um, sensitive, very, se- very thought out or yeah. yeah, exactly. Very sensitive and very in touch with my feelings. Like, um, you know, she's not super, um, bubbly and, you know, she doesn't love like, she's not as, you know, my, when I grew up, my parents called nicknamed me the social butterfly out of, out of all of us kids. And like, Jeannie's like the opposite of that. So we're, we're honestly just complete opposites. Like I love people and talking to people and social, you know, situations like parties, like friends, like I'm very, um, I'm very social and Jeannie's a little more quiet and, and, you know, I've always loved like fashion and, 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 uh, Jeannie's always loved, you know, I guess I want to say more like politics and, and kind of science, you know, she was reading books about Nancy Drew when we were in grade one. And I was reading, you know, I was playing like Barbie online, like we're just complete opposites. Um, but I mean, that's also what's obviously made us who we are. Jeannie's, you know, had a very successful tennis career because of her, um, you know, personality traits and, um, obviously her hard work, but it's, it's been, it's been fun. I mean, like we're the same age, but honestly, I have to say we, it doesn't feel, I've always kind of felt like she was my older sister in a way. Um, and oh, I think, really? yeah. And I think a lot of people actually think Jeannie's older than me too. A lot of people don't even know we're twins, which is 
crazy. Um, we were named after Princess Beatrice and Eugenie, which is worth saying because it's the coolest thing ever. Um, and then their other first. siblings is Charlotte and William. Yeah, like Queen Charlotte and then and and uh, Prince William. I love it. My um, British followers will I'm, fucking love that. I know you could. People think our parents were like royal obsessed. It may or may not be the case. Um, and and yeah, but I think that. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought. Basically, you guys are very different. And what, how do you like being a twin? You don't really feel like you're a twin. Oh, because, yeah. I was saying people, yeah. so many people think that Jeannie's older than me, which is so crazy. But I actually, I and then I realized that I always think of her as an older sister too. And I think it's because of her lifestyle and the way she's she's kind of been forced into adulthood. Um, you know, she was forced into it at a much younger age. By, by 12 years old, she had been to like, you know, I don't even know how many countries, but she's, she's been, had to, you know, learn obviously how to be super independent. Um, and you know, she's in on that side of things. She's become, you know, very mature. She, you know, had her own house, her own car, like much younger than she, she basically had to, you know, adult a lot, um, earlier than I did. And I think that might be one of the reasons why I've always kind of looked up to her as, as an older sister. Um, but yeah, I am older. I'm sixty. I'm moving older. the mic. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not moving it at all. It's not. Oh, I hear the scratching. Um, Maybe it's your hair. It's on my robe. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah. So that's. And then we have a younger sister, Charlotte, and a younger brother, Will. Um, so tell me, though, I had a lot of questions about like what you do for a job and like being an influencer mm-hmm. and stuff. Can you give any girls some tips, like if they want to up their Insta game and like maybe even start working with brands and like just like some tips that you've learned over the years for social media? Yeah, um, I have a bunch of tips. So I kind of okay. So I want to kind of introduce how it, how I started doing um, social media marketing and how I became an influencer. So um, you know when my sister um, became super recognized um, and started becoming very successful as a tennis player it kind of, and people kind of discovered our whole family and then they saw some pictures of me on our birthday and then they were like who's this twin and and so it kind of fell into my lap it happened to me which I want to be very transparent about because I never woke up and said I want to be an influencer um that being said I you know definitely fell in love with it and and saw an amazing opportunity um and and took it and I've been I've been doing it ever since um, but in university, I uh, studied business, so I studied management. Um, well, my major was management with a minor in finance, um, which I had initially started in until I realized I hated finance. Um, and so I graduated from that last year. Um, and obviously, I learned a lot, and and I loved it, and I love marketing. But what I really, really loved about being an influencer was that it, it was honestly just taking everything I learned and applying it you know, in real life, but it's in 2018, it's, this is what marketing is. So this is really like the future of marketing. This, you know, social media has kind of just really started to blow up and we have no idea how long it's going to go on for. Um, but whenever I, you know, kind of explain it to, let's say my dad's friends or, or, you know, my grandmother, for example, the best way that I can summarize it is that our generation, we don't watch TV we just watch Netflix. So we don't even see commercials. We don't read the newspaper. We don't read magazines. We don't listen to the radio. 
Um, we don't look at billboards on the highway. So how do you reach us? And the only real way to reach us right now is through social media. It's everything. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've gone into stores before, um, and really improvised and kind of just walked in and said, Hey, here's what I do. I love your brand. I love your, you know, your store. And and I would love to work with you guys. And I've winged it a few times. And those have been some of the most, um, I want to say rewarding moments because I not only, you know, got to, got to, um, do a fun partnership, but I, I got to help those brands kind of, you know, get, get with expand the their and expand. Yeah. Exactly. And so a lot of, you know, stores and boutiques that have been around forever and that are super successful don't necessarily, um, know enough about it or believe in social media, or they think it's just, um, you know, they don't understand it really. And, and they won't have an Instagram page or they won't have, you know, have worked with influencers before. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, you're honestly, you're just 10 steps behind everyone else because you need to get with the times. Like this is, this is marketing today. And so ultimately what I'm kind of getting at is that I learned about this and this is what I studied in university. So to be able to apply it and not be sitting in a cubicle, you know, um, making PowerPoints or writing up campaigns about, you know, working with influencers, I get to be on the other side and be the influencer, which is definitely a hell of a lot more fun. Um, so I love and it. I just want to say though quickly, like I, I bet a lot of people listening that don't really understand, um, you know, what we do and stuff. Like I think a lot of people can just easily judge and say, oh, it's so easy. Your life is so easy. It's like, hell yeah, there are so many great benefits to doing this, but there is work too. You know, if you want to grow, then there's a lot of work. If you have an agent, it's a lot easier, but both BB and I actually are being our own agents at the moment. Um, so just like even today we were talking BB and you were like, Oh, I'm just in the middle of a really important email. Like, hold on. Like they're really like negotiating yourself and like convincing brands to pay to work with you. It's like 100%. a really hard thing. Sometimes, you know, it's, and what I like to say is we have our own advertising agencies. Like it's like if there was a billboard um, on a big main highway that reached 160,000 people in my case, or like 200 and whatever, how many followers you have thousand um, people a day. That's like what we have on our Instagram. So it's like, how much would you pay to advertise for your um, company on this big billboard that reaches 160,000 people a day. Like that's how you have to kind of think of it. But, and anyways, also like the quality of the adverts, because it's like, if you're driving by a billboard and it was, let's just say H&M saying, Hey guys, like look at these new tops we have. You're like, eh, that's an ad, you know, whatever. A lot of ads on Instagram do look like ads, but the ones that are curated really well um, and that look like the follower or the influencers content really well, that just kind of meshes in. And then the, the follower is like, Oh, you know what? Wow. It looks really good on Beatrice or it looks really good on Mimi. Like I want it now. And like, you know, I think followers kind of see influencers as like friends almost a lot of the time. And like, this is actually more prominent in the YouTube world. Cause it's like, you see your personality more. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love this podcast. Cause people get to know me even better, but it's like the more friendship and like rapport that you have with the people following you, the better for advertisers. And also the other really important thing that I just want to say is that I think you and I, BB both do this we only work with brands that we actually would use ourselves. And I think that's the biggest thing for rapport. Cause if you start going around doing like teeth whitening, like skinny teas, this, that, like that's, all these like easily quick pay jobs. Like I've said no to those so many times. Cause it's like, exactly. I wouldn't use this. Yeah. yeah. 
That's exactly the, the, the next point I was going to touch upon. I was, and first of all, I agree with everything you said it at the end of the day, ultimately you're, you're like the best advice I can give or what I've learned from this really is that you're, you're creating a brand for yourself. You are your own brand. So you need to a work with brands that fit seamlessly with your brand and B you need to, you know, create content that is genuine and authentic and that is organic. And when I first started doing this, I, you know, got all those skinny tea, like teeth whitening offers, like left, right and center. And I remember I, I was with an agent at the time and I, and I was like, I want to do them all. And, and he was like, he was like, I know it's tempting to say yes to everything right now because it's, you know, instant gratification and, and easy money, but you really, it's not worth it long-term because your feed will be first of all, just junk. It'll be completely saturated with garbage and people won't want to follow you anymore. People won't trust that people won't even trust that you are authentic because they will know that you're just promoting anyone who will pay you. And that's one of the first lessons that I learned doing this is that it's, it actually requires, um, you know, being authentic. And that's something that followers the same way anyone who I, who I follow and love, I can sense authenticity and you know, I can tell when someone's, you know, and I, even some celebrities that I follow today, like they, some don't do a great job and they'll, and they'll, they have millions of followers, but you can tell when, when a, when something's rushed through or just kind of, you know, posted to make the money. And, and I don't, when I see that I scroll right over it as I'm sure, you know, someone went on my post, if my post was, was not super authentic. And so for me, that's my most, the thing I try to focus on the most is not the, you know, quick cash, but the long-term partnerships that I, you know, identify with brands that I love, like makeup that I love, clothes that I wear, events that I love going to, you know, um, I, I love collaborating with, um, resorts and events like festivals. Um, and I love traveling. So things that I already love and do, if I can, you know, if I can have an intersection between that and my work and my, and my collaboration, you that, can monetize it. Exactly. And that's, the, that's really the goal. And people know that and people know, people know when it's, when it's genuine. And one of the, I think my favorite compliment actually that I've ever received, um, mm-hmm. actually my two favorite compliments. One was that I look like I'm genuinely having fun and people, you know, people always say to me, you, you look like you're just having so much fun all the time. Like you always look like you're having fun. It doesn't look fake. It doesn't look like you're doing it for Instagram. Like you are always smiling and happy. And whether I'm on, you know, in Jamaica or at Oceaga, wherever, whatever it is. And I said, yeah, but that's because I am. And if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be doing it. And I, I wouldn't be doing any of this. And then, um, so yeah, so I guess my, I guess my biggest piece of advice would be to just really as cliche as it sounds, be yourself because at the end of the day, people can, people can feel it. They can, they can tell when you're being genuine and if they like your vibe and they like who you are and they love what you're doing, they will want to follow you and you will create a relationship with them through, you know, social media and they will want to know where you're going and what you're doing and what you're doing for New Year's Eve and what dress you're going to be wearing. And you really create a, 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 a nice bond through it, which is actually community. Yeah. Yeah. So what I think, um, for, if you, if you're looking to, you know, build your Instagram and become, um, an online presence and stuff, my biggest thing, uh, my biggest advice would be 
be authentic and be you and be different because there's, it's so saturated right now. Like you just need to, if you want to stand out, you need to just be yourself and like show your quirks, like, you know, be you and do things in your way. So that's another big piece of advice. I quickly want to go through like the pros and cons of being in this business and being in this world. Um, I'll say mine. And then if you want, you can say yours. I'm like already thinking of them. So, um, I think the pros are great. You know, I abide by my own schedule. Like I decide who I want to work with, who I don't want to work with. It can be lucrative. Um, you know, I, it gives you some, this self-esteem with your conf, with your, uh, this confidence level with your personality. If, if it's something you're doing that isn't just photos and it's more like personable, like this podcast has given me so much confidence. Cause I'm like, wow, people like my personality. Yay. Like I'm likable, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, it's, it's great getting compliments and getting good feedback and stuff. Um, and yeah, the quality of life is great if you're doing well. Um, but the cons is you don't really know when your next paycheck is. It's really the security there for me. Like, especially I get an- anxiety about it. Sometimes it's like, it's not a massive, um, it's not something that you that I really have a hundred percent security with because it's like, oh, what if I don't get any paid posts this month? Like, how do I pay yeah, my really expensive not, rent? Like, you know on, what I mean? You're not on payroll. You don't have steady income. It's up and down. It's all over the place. It's different. You know, sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller. There's definitely a, a lack of kind of security in that sense for sure. Totally. And also, do you get this too? Like, I get like time management anxiety. Like, um, if one yes. day, like, I just. <laughs> Yes. Time management is really hard if you're like working for yourself and you just need to be very organized. Like some days I'll just like be, I won't really do anything productive. And I'm like, but I feel like I've been doing shit all day. Like, what am I actually doing? And it's like so so annoying. I could not agree more. Yeah, It's so hard to, I find it so much easier when you're in a, um, you know, in a corporate setting or in an office or whatever, whatever job you have, if you're, if you're, you know, with working with other people around you and you're not, um, you know, you're not self-employed, you have a lot, you don't realize it, but all those other people and like their energy and their work ethic, that kind of supports you and like motivates you. And I find when you're on your own, it's your, it's just you and yourself. And you need to like be, first of all, you need to be motivated and you need to motivate yourself. So you don't have someone next to you who's like, Oh, did you get that done? Like, it's just you. So you can, you know, it's, it's, there are pros and cons. You have the luxury of having a flexible schedule, going on trips when you, when you, you know, when you want to, um, booking appointments, like you have tons of flexibility schedule wise, but that also comes with, you know, it's kind of downside, which is that if you're not super on top of your shit and if you're not, you know, super organized and good at time management, you can easily be unproductive. Lose jobs. Exactly. I've even, you're so right saying that alone thing. Cause like, yeah. I feel really lonely a lot of the time, oh but yeah, say what you're about to say. <laughs> we live the same life. Um, I, I, I was, I have an example. So I did a, a, a collab recently and I, so my boyfriend takes a lot of my pictures, which is also something <laughs> that I get asked a lot. So for the record, my boyfriend takes a lot of my pictures and he is patient most of the time. Um, but he, you know, he can obviously get impatient and then kind of get aggravated. And then it gets stressful for me because I am not enjoying myself. And I'm, you know, let's say I'm trying to take a picture in, um, you know, bikini or lingerie and I'm, and I need to look like sexy, but I can't because I'm crying on the inside because my boyfriend's screaming at me. There's a lot of stress when it comes to that side of it too, at least for me. Um, but, uh, so I was, I did a collab the other day 
um, and it was a lot for lingerie. And I had taken the, the photo and it was, it was okay. It was mediocre. And I guess my, like, we didn't have a lot of time. Um, my boyfriend was, you know, impatient with me and he, he didn't want to spend an hour doing it. So anyways, long story short, I had this photo and then I submitted it and it was approved and I was going to post it. And then I kind of just looked twice at it and I was like, this is not, this is not good enough. Like, and that's the other thing people don't, people think that, you know, being an influencer means you're sitting eating lunch and you take that casual photo and it just ends up being perfect. And then you post it and life is so perfect, but there's so much more and it's tedious. It's super tedious. Like the, the, the influencers who, you know, have a nice feed and who have nice pictures and, and, you know, a profile that's really enjoyable to look at. There's a lot of work behind it. It's not, it's, 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 there's a lot of effort that goes into taking a nice picture. You can't have garbage in the background, like a person right behind you. You need to have a clean photo. And as much as people laugh, it sounds so silly, but it, that's what makes, you know, that's what differentiates a really good picture from an average picture. You know, you can't have a blurry picture. You need to, I, I don't, I take pictures on my phone. I don't have a professional camera. So my pictures need to be the best quality possible because you know, brands are paying me to create good content. They don't want an average picture that's a bit blurry and has this or that. Like it, you need to, you know, take it seriously. And that takes time. And especially, you know, my boyfriend's not a professional photographer. So, you know, I'll be like, Oh, can you just fix this? Can you adjust this? Can you move back? Can you get less light in it? And it, it, it can be quite stressful. Um, anyways, the whole point of my story was to say that I looked at that picture and then I was like, this is not, you know, I don't think this is good enough. And I don't feel like it's fair to this brand to be paying me and, you know, for me to be submitting a mediocre picture. So I, you know, retook, um, retook my photo and took a, a much, much better photo and it ended up doing really well and, and getting great engagement. And I was so, it kind of showed me, it kind of made me realize that, um, again, this is all, this all has to do with like how independent this job is. We can decide, you know, how much we want to push ourselves. We can decide, if we're going to just, you know, do the bare minimum or if we're going to try and really take amazing, it's all in our hands, which again is like a lot of responsibility, but it kind of showed me that it is, you know, worth it to, and the, and the brand was super happy. And, and I, and I kind of spoke to them after and I was like, I'm so happy I resubmitted, you know, a second photo because they had approved the first one. They had no problem with it. And, um, but the second one was so much better. And, and I just kind of made that decision on my own and, and so, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that there's a lot of, it's really a lot of responsibility. There's no one telling, you know, us exactly how to do things um, and which can actually make it a lot more difficult. Like we have to use a lot of, yeah, like a lot you, of our you don't really consult on anyone. No, we have no one. Like you, it's all on you. Like you kind of need to see, like, I always think my feed is so shit. Like I always want like a better feed and I'm like, do I want to take this artsy route or like a this route or like lifestyle route? And then it's just like, I don't know what to do. And that definitely gives anxiety. But the other thing I was going to say too, is like, I feel like if I'm doing photos uh, for a post and especially that pressure, if it's a paid post and I just feel like crap that day and I don't feel beautiful that day and I feel like ugh and gross, it's the hardest thing in the world because it's like it really just affects me. And Mimi, do you ever go into it? Do you ever like go into like, you know, like a photo shoot, like, like when you're taking photos and you know, you already know in your head that you just look awful that day and you 
Yes. You just know, oh, that's the worst. That's my least favorite part when I know when I have a deadline. And if there's a deadline. A hundred percent. And I have a deadline to me and I have to submit it by, you know, tomorrow morning and I'm eating dinner and I, you know, because I get visions too. Like if I have to take a photo, I'll, I'll, I get automatically these visions in my head. Like, oh, this would be cute eating pancakes at this restaurant, or this would be cute standing on that bridge by the park. Like I have these visions, but then that's one, that's one, like, that's just one part of it. And then the second part is actually going there, getting exactly that vision that I wanted. And sometimes, and when it does work, it's amazing because it's, you know, it, it's, it's satisfying and it's rewarding. And, and they, my, you know, if the content receives great engagement, then it's, it was all worth it. But a lot of the times it's not possible to meet exactly your own, like standards you set for yourself or your own requirements. And I'm often find that I'm not happy. This is another huge part of it that I'm not happy with the photos I've taken or I'm not. And then my boyfriend or my friends or even like, you know, you or my family, they'll be like, no, BB, it's great. Like th- this picture is great. And I'm like, it's not good enough. And so I feel like that also is kind of like, I have these demons. Like it's, that's one of the cons for sure with this, with being an influencer is that you really get, start to become super hard on yourself. You, you, I mean, at least for myself, like I get, you compare. compare, but I also just set these standards that are constantly, which is good, but also sometimes unrealistic. And it's like, it's never enough. Sometimes it's nothing will satisfy me. And my boyfriend, you know, will have taken a hundred photos and I'm like, but I didn't get the one. And it's, it becomes kind of like a, a, a downwards, you know, like a cycle of, of stress. And then, yeah. yeah. But you know what? All to say, we're both so grateful. Like this is such an incredible job in the grand scheme of things. Cause we are both really independent and we like to run our own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's hard days, there's good days. There's so many more cons that I can think of, but like, and there's so many more pros that I can think of, but at the end of the day, it's like any like, other normal job, it's, is there are good yeah. things, there are bad things. It's, it's fun and it's rewarding and it's also stressful and it's just, you know, part of it's, it's part of growing up. So. But it's also BB, like what I realize it's, it's a full time job and more because it's like, we don't turn off after, after 5 PM. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. switch off. We are always, it's 24 seven. If I wake up in the morning and I get an email, like I just have to right away answer Me it too. even before I go brush my teeth. Like yeah. at night, I'm always like checking stuff and you know, it's, it's really consuming, but at the end of the day, like that's just another thing you kind of need to accept being in this industry. Yeah. It's like being, I mean, I I always say it's like being a real estate agent. Like my phone is never off. I'm never, you know, I I always have to be close by. I have to answer. Like I can't go to bed with unanswered emails. Um, it, it actually gives me like a pit in my stomach. And so I'll be up sometimes until 4am answering emails and, my boyfriend will wake up next to me. Brad will wake up and he'll see me. And he's like, what are you doing at this hour? And I'm like, I can't sleep. I need to finish. You know what I mean? It's just, there is no, there is no off time. You're kind of always, you're, you always have to be on. Yeah, it's so true. And also that just like the anxiety of like, you know, cause I live alone and I like, sometimes I, I don't have anybody to take photos for me. Um, so it's just like that anxiety of like, okay, I need to make plans with someone so someone can help you take this. Yeah. And a lot of the time too, like Ben takes my photos too, but like, 
I feel like nobody just takes it seriously. Like I really want to find a friend. Like I need a friend that's a photographer or something like that will just really 100%. Listen, Ben is so good. He'll do as many as I need him to. But like I want a photographer friend that can just like, you know, do shoots with me. Um, Like I'm now overdue for this paid post that I'm doing that I need to send it in tomorrow, like deadline. And I have to like find somebody tomorrow afternoon to hang out with so they can take this photo for this Versace perfume. I'm just like, ha. So, um, yeah, it's a bit overwhelming, but listen, guys, um, if you, whatever you want in life, even if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I actually don't really want to be an influencer or whatever. I'm not, that's not my thing. I'm just listening to this because it's entertaining. Like whatever job you want in life, like you really just have to own it and go for it and take risks and do it. Like BB, neither of us would have an Instagram following, um, that that's strong right now if we didn't actually commit to posting content and like commit to it and and make a decision that we want to do this like there's there's no way anybody can reach success without seriously trying and working hard and pushing themselves so whatever you want to do whether it's instagramming or whether it's you know becoming a property developer or like anything you want to do you just you gotta you know one step in front of or one foot in front of the next and just take make moves keep going and, you know and a hundred percent and i think taking those risks and not being so scared which is hard to do today um to you know to be fair but it it's not being so scared of of what people are going to say or think, even if you make a mistake, or even if you don't get that job, or you don't, you know, you, you screw up in job interview, whatever it is, that is literally how you learn. And that's just another thing that I just thought of, like, being for, for us being an influencer, we like put we kind of just subject ourselves to a lot more, you know, criticism, like we're doing anything that that I do, even if it's, you know, if I post a picture in a bikini, and my friend posts a picture in a bikini, well, on my, for my friend, it's just normal. She's just a normal girl. But for me, you know, people will say, why are you posting pictures of yourself naked? Why are you posting pictures like being sexy on the beach? And I'm like, it, you, I get criticism for doing something that anyone else can do and not get that same criticism for. So there's that whole aspect too. Like we're subjecting ourselves to a lot of, you know, negativity. And we know that every time we post a picture, you know, there are going to be some comments of people, you know, writing not so nice things. And that's also part of it. You, you know, it's helped, it's definitely helped me, um, you know, um, have kind of grow tough skin. I don't know about you, but I think it's helped me a lot. I think which is reality TV helped me more in that department, but like, yes, Instagram too, (laughs) which is like for sure. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Also just like, I like how we have the control to like delete and block. Like I honestly I block it. anyone who's like slightly rude. Oh, I'm just like, too. bye. Like no room for you here, hon. Me too. And you know what? Yeah. If you really think about it, every person, well, every person that's commenting, that's the thing. Anyone who's spending time out of their day to comment on any of, you know, your posts cares about you. That's what it ultimately comes down to. But I'm the same. If somebody's commenting negative, like I don't go through and delete all my comments at all. Like I, I generally leave them, I would say it's only, you know, and I don't even always end up reading the comments on all my pictures. But if I do come across something that's negative and it really has no, like it's not benefiting me at all. And it's just kind of useless. I, I sometimes will block the person and you know, it's their loss. It's like, 
I don't need that. I don't need you to follow me. I don't need that extra follower. I would rather not have that follower and not have negativity. And at the end of the day, that's to me, like, I, I don't really answer, you know, I won't really go answering comments kind of like fighting back with people, but it's just like, I, I try to, that's a mistake that I've learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I'm always like, why do you feel that way? <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm so tempted to, but I always stop myself. I would love to respond to so many haters, but I stop myself. I'm very tempted to, but yeah, I kind of think it's, better. Um, it's, it's that's better. so funny. It's easier to punish them by just you know blocking them. You want to comment? I totally mean shit agree. on my post. You will never get to comment on my post again. Bye. Also, at the end of the day, we just have to realize that those people commenting rude things it's all about them nothing to do with you you know what I mean like those people are sad humans like I don't know one person I don't know one friend of mine who would comment something rude on like a celebrity's picture it's like that's fucking weird who are you like go do some self-development work like come on go do some self-development hun yeah anyway we've reached an hour we're over the limit so it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much, Phoebe, for spending this hour with me. I feel Aww. so blessed. Thanks for having me. It was so nice to you be wanna, able to... What? Do you want to tell everyone your Instagram and stuff? But sorry, I want to let you finish because I like when you compliment me. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't going to compliment you. I was going to say... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And um, it's been really fun and I would love to do this again. And I'd love to be able to, I, I, you know what? I really enjoyed it. I love putting a voice behind my, my pictures. Like I love being able to, you know, it's fun to, I want people to get to know me. I want people to know my personality, be able to ask me questions, know about what I do. And I've, I really liked it. So I would love to do it again sometime. Well, guys, if you want a part two, then DM us and let us know what you want to know. Yes, DM me anytime. So what's your what are your socials? Like give everyone the lowdown. So my Instagram is Beatrice Bouchard. I have mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, I'm definitely not that active on it. Really. You used to be. No, I used to I loved it. It was like my journal, but and I and I'll always have it to be able to look back at my my thoughts through the years. And you know what? I go through phases. I go through Twitter phases. Um, but my Twitter is, ooh, what is my Twitter? Hang on. My Twitter is Biebs Bouchard. So that's Biebs with two E's. And um, I want to see just, just for fun. My last tweet was in March this year. And I said, currently listening to Keep Holding On by Avril Lavigne. Cute. It's an awesome song. That's like it, honestly, my favorite. It is. Um, okay, so that's my Twitter. My Snapchat is Bia Bouchard ninety four. Um, I'm I get, again. I'm not as active on Snapchat anymore. I'm really um, ever since I started doing stories on Instagram. That's kind of really where I am most of the time. And I do have a Facebook page as well, which is just Beatrice Bouchard. But if you really want, you know, to to see all my stories and see what I'm doing and where I'm going and what I'm eating and who I'm collaborating with. That's all on Instagram. Yay. Thanks, babe. It's such a blast with you. Love you. Love you.